0: This is Shelby Hansen, and you're listening to episode 21, How to Loosen a Reaction. Welcome to the Creating Your Beautiful Life podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Hansen. I'm an Invisible Illness Warrior, Kidney Transplant Recipient, mom to four and life coach for people who have gone through incredible health challenges. On this podcast, I teach you how to move forward from difficulty and disappointment into joy and abundance as you take charge of creating your own beautiful life. Hey friends, how is it going today? I hope that you had a great weekend. I did. I was able to watch my son perform. He plays the synth in his percussion ensemble. It was so fun to see him perform and to see how much he's grown. He's really uh, taken off with playing music. And I know at that time in my life, music was very important to me to play as well. I was in the orchestra. And so it's so fun to see life kind of repeat itself and see how much enjoyment he's getting from music too. And we also had some wonderful warm weather, even if it was just for a couple of days. So it always helps me to get in the mood that spring is coming, it will not be winter forever. You guys would think I live in Siberia. (laughs) I just live in Ohio, it's not that cold here. Believe me, even from Michigan, we're 10 degrees warmer on average. Here And so, but I just like going outside and not having to bundle up. I will if I need to, but I do like being outside. Okay. So I wanted to get going on today's topic. This is something that comes up when I am coaching my clients a lot. And I thought it would be so helpful to share on the podcast today. I had one client in particular have a moment where something happened and she didn't like how she reacted to it. And as I was pulling apart what happened with her and helping her see what was going on in the moment, I came up with this great little chart and maybe, you know, I'm gonna put it on my blog too. I will take a picture so you can see kind of the flow of how this goes, but we all have those reactions, those things that happen that we don't like about ourselves and we don't want to repeat. It could be a bad habit, it could be just a pattern, So, I'm going to go into how you would go about loosening that reaction. Okay. First of all, I'm going to tell you two ways of what way you could go when you do something that you don't like that isn't in alignment with yourself. And then I'm going to give you some scenarios of how this can show up in your daily life. So, the first thing that happens is the oh crap moment, as I like to call it. We are aware. That we have reacted in a way that we didn't like. And so then from that, oh crap, we go straight into judgment. We make a judgment that that's not who I wanted to be. I didn't like that I did that, whatever. And that thinking can cause one or two main emotions, I feel like, either guilt or shame. Guilt, as I've talked about, being that I did something wrong and shame being that I am something wrong. There is something wrong with me. Okay. All of this happens in an instant. It is so quick. And most of the time, we don't even realize what's happening until we just know our body feels terrible. You might have flushing in your cheeks. You might be feeling like you want to run away. You might be feeling like you want to hide under a rock but your body is telling you hey we feel some guilt we feel some shame right now that's usually the first place that we can recognize that something has gone wrong something has gone wrong in air quotes nothing really ever goes wrong okay so at this point when you are starting to feel guilt and shame okay in your body you want to recognize this is all an awareness tool you want to recognize Am I resisting this guilt and shame in my body or am I allowing it? This is where you get your first piece of being able to have a choice in the matter. And again, this part might happen so quickly that you don't even recognize that there's a choice Because when you start to feel guilt and shame and you resist against it and you're like, "Ugh, I don't like this. I don't want to feel like this. I hate that I did this. I don't ever want to do this again. That resistance causes frustration. And from that frustration, you just go right back into perpetuating the reaction because you're thinking, I don't ever want to behave like this again. So you're right back to guilt. You're right back to shame and you're in deep judgment. And it just goes on and on and on. This is what we can call a shame storm (laughs) until we distract ourselves or we recognize what's happening and we decide, hey, body, I'm going to allow the guilt and shame to just be in my body. So I highly recommend going back to my podcast episode about making friends with negative emotions. It tells you and walks you through how to allow and process an emotion. But for the short term, this looks like relaxing into your body, breathing into your body, finding a way to name the shame or the guilt that you're feeling in your body, where it's happening, bringing the unconscious conscious, bringing that feeling part of your body to the thinking. Because once you allow that guilt or shame to exist in your body, then instead of going to frustration, you can move into the emotion of curiosity. Curiosity is one of the best emotions because it is a learning emotion. Once you have curiosity and you start to question a little bit, hey, how did we get here? What's going on? Why am I feeling guilt and shame? What is happening? And you listen to the answer that your mind wants to give you. Then you get wisdom. And from wisdom, this is where you get space, You get room to grow and now you have access to change the reaction. Where in the other place, you're frustrated and you're perpetuating it and you want it to end, but it's actually making it worse. This is why it's so fun because when you see it's simply the difference between resisting or allowing, then you get all your power back. Okay, let me give you a couple of examples. So, right now, I think I've shared with you guys, I am planning on running a triathlon this summer. My brain really wants to do this, and I've asked permission from my body, hey, is it okay if we train for this? And my body's like, yeah, let's do it. So, sometimes as I go to work out and to train for this triathlon, I don't. Sometimes I won't work out. Sometimes I won't do the exercises. And as I am starting to think about it, I have that, oh crap moment. I'm not exercising and I have a judgment. I should be exercising. I should be getting faster and stronger and ready for this next thing, which brings me into guilt or shame state. And the more I resist that, because instead of allowing it into my body and asking myself, What's my body doing right now? I'm just unconsciously going into resisting and thinking about all the ways that I am going to screw up going on this triathlon and how I'm not going to actually sign up and how I'm not going to show up for it and how I'm going to let myself down. And you can see how frustrated I am by that whole cycle. And then am I going to want to show up to exercise after having all of that frustration around this Goal that I have to do a triathlon? No, like my brain knows I'm going to beat myself up about it because I have this feeling that whatever I do is not enough and I'm not doing enough. And from that place of insufficiency, I don't want to do that again. I think the triathlon is the problem. The triathlon training, the exercise is the problem. None of those are the problem. My thinking that I should be exercising when I'm not is the problem. Okay, so let's rewind. I have this oh crap moment where I'm like, I didn't exercise today. I didn't get closer to training for this triathlon. Okay, so I've got that judgment. The judgment is, and I should have. I should have exercised no matter what, and I didn't. So now I'm feeling guilt or shame, but this time I'm gonna allow that emotion, allow that state to be in my body and relax into it and breathe into it, get some awareness around it. And then I'm going to drop into curiosity because I've allowed that emotion to be there. I'm not telling it. It has to leave. I'm not telling it. It's got to go. I'm just curious about why it's there. Because in this moment, I don't understand that I've had an oh crap moment. I don't understand that I've judged myself in the moment. All I know is I feel terrible and I don't know why. So I drop into curiosity and I say, why do I feel this bad? I'm like, oh, that's right. I think if we don't exercise that we can't do a triathlon. (laughs) That's not true. I also think that maybe I should exercise even if I feel really terrible. Oh, wait, is that maybe why I didn't exercise? Maybe I was having a lot of symptoms that day and maybe that's what was going on. I wonder why I was having those symptoms. Hmm, I've been having a lot of stress. Okay. What am I stressing about? Oh, I'm stressing that I don't think that this I'm going to reach this goal. And then wisdom tells me, "Hey, as long as you keep moving forward, it doesn't matter how fast you go. We're just doing this." And there is where I have the space and the room to grow. That's where I have the traction. That's where I can think, okay, I can take wisdom's advice and I can bring that new intention to the next day when I want to start to exercise. I can bring the intention that my body thinks that I'm going to overwork her, that I'm not gonna listen to her, that I'm not gonna pay attention to what she's telling me. So I can on purpose tell my body, no, you are the purpose. You are the reason. You're the reason I'm doing this. We're not going to do this unless you're on board. I only want to do this if it sounds fun to you. You can trust me. I'm not going to over-train. I'm not going to overwork you. We're just here to have fun. Which of those ways is going to cause me to want to go work out more next time? Right? Okay. Let me give you another example. So I have a five-year-old right now. He shows up in the podcast quite a bit <laughs> because he's got this perfect preschooler brain that just so shows me what my brain does too, but he doesn't have the skills yet to be able to overcome that part of his, his brain that just wants to do whatever it wants to do and not worry about the consequences. So it's so fun to watch him because I'm like, oh, that's how I am inside. I've just learned to not show it on the outside. So, okay. My toddler has been, well, he's not a toddler anymore. My preschooler has been wanting to do a lot of screens, which, you know, everybody's got their own opinions on it. However, I have been noticing with him, it's never enough. And so he's been not wanting to be done with it when it's time to be done. And so there's been tantrums and meltdowns and screaming, and it's been real fun around my house. (laughs) And so I notice that I've been so escalated with him too. He gets upset and I get upset. And so I am showing up sometimes not how I want to as a mom. And so if I yell after one of our screaming matches and trying to figure out what's going on. And then I feel terrible about yelling and showing up that way for him. And then I'm feeling all this guilt and shame because I have this judgment. shouldn't yell at him. I shouldn't be mad at him. And then I resist it because I'm like, this is so hard. And He just doesn't want to do what I want him to do, and he should just listen to me. And I resist and resist what's happening, what's actually happening, which is he's not listening to what I want him to do. I'm feeling frustration. I'm bringing that frustration to the the whole relationship, and then I explode, and then I have this guilt and shame for exploding. We can see this whole cycle. It's so frustrating. However... As I was noticing this pattern that was going on, I recognized, oh, I am skipping the part where I allow myself to feel upset, to feel frustrated, to feel whatever I wanted to feel, to feel the guilt, to feel the shame. And so I have been practicing because it is always a practice. We never do this hundred percent of the time it's 50, 50. So if I do it 50% of the time I'm winning, I have noticed, okay, I'm just going to let myself be angry. I'm going to let myself feel bad about yelling at him. I'm going to allow those emotions created by my thinking to exist in my body and then Allowing that to happen, allowing me to drop into relaxation, to start to return to my baseline, out of my fight or flight. That's when I can drop into curiosity. And then I start asking myself the questions that really matter. Like, I wonder what's going on for him. I wonder why this is such an issue for him right now. And then I listen to the answers. Like, oh, He feels like he doesn't have any power right now. He doesn't feel like he has control of the situation. He feels like I have the control. And so he is trying to take back the control by having a tantrum. It makes perfect sense. And then from that, I can also get the wisdom. I think there's some ways that I can give him control back in his life. I think that there's some things that I can experiment with to help him feel more power in his life and not that I'm always telling him what to do. And his older siblings are always telling him what to do. And his dad is always telling him what to do. And so now I have some space and room to grow. Now, am I still going to yell about things or show up how I don't want to? Yeah, sometimes, but now I have a way to break this reaction, this automatic reaction from coming up when he gets upset about not getting his way. I don't have to get upset about him not getting me, not getting my way about him. And it allows me to have a little bit of traction. I get to take the power back and I'm giving him some power back too. Okay. I have one last example for you. I don't know about you, but if 2020 has taught me anything is that my spiritual practices are key to helping me throughout the week. And I'm not just talking about reading scriptures or praying, with, but I think those are very important if that is part of your religious practice. Talking about meditation or any type of mindfulness activity, something that you can do to help quiet your mind, and to help your mind get focused in a direction that is aligned with your values. So let's think about this. Sometimes if we don't do that spiritual practice that we have said that we're going to do, we have the oh crap moment. Oh my gosh, I didn't take time for my devotional today. We have the judgment. I should have done that. I should have let myself be put first. I should have put myself first. I shouldn't have let any other priorities. This was the most important thing. And I let everything else get in the way. That's where those judgments, those thoughts that we're thinking about, the devotional practice, that's where the guilt and shame are created. Again, once you feel the guilt and shame or that just uh, feeling in your body, (laughs) that's how I like to describe it. uh, (laughs) What does your body do? This is always the question to ask yourself when you feel that twinge in your body. What is my body doing? Am I resisting or am I allowing? Because when I resist and start to give myself my own guilt trip about why I should have shown up for my devotional practice and how I should have put that first, that's creating frustration and it's perpetuating the reaction. Am I going to really want to show up for a practice? If I know that if I don't do it one day, that I'm going to just beat the crap out of myself. Our brains are smart. They're like, let's just not ever do that so we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> but there's a reason that you put that first, that you had made that goal to have the devotional moment. And so when you have the oh crap moment about the, and the judgment, maybe it just wasn't good enough. Maybe you did do it and you're like, that didn't. That didn't feel great. Like I thought I would get more clarity and peace from that. And I didn't. I should have gotten that. You feel that guilt or that shame. What does your body do? If you are able to drop into allowing your body to have those completely understandable reactions of guilt or shame or whatever emotion it's creating for you, allowing that in your body. That's where we bring room for curiosity. Hmm. I wonder why that didn't bring me the peace that I was looking for today. I I wonder if I wasn't allowing myself to really drop into that practice, whatever it is. I wonder if I am just having too many worries. Like I wonder if I am not able to shut off this part of my brain right now. And wisdom says, that's okay. That's why you're here. That's why you're practicing. That is the practice. And then again, it creates that space, that room to grow so that you can continue in that spiritual practice, that devotion, whatever you're choosing to do. And then you start to get the clarity too. And you can start to really dive into that consistency because you recognize sometimes I'm going to have an oh crap moment about this. Sometimes it's not going to be that great. And that's okay. That is part of the process because I have allowed wisdom to teach me because I was willing to feel curiosity because I allowed the emotions to exist in my body. All right. That's all I have for you today. And I hope that you guys have an amazing week and I will talk with you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you're looking for a life coach to work with, what are you waiting for? Let's get coaching together today. I hope you have a wonderful week as you take your power back on creating beauty wherever you go.